envy not the givers in the crowd, earning praise for their generous deeds, for they have received their reward. But for those who give in secret, more shall be given unto them. They shall be called blessed, the true saints. The restorers of streets to dwell in. Well, Church Unlimited, good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited to be back here at Church Unlimited at our broadcast location. Some of you are like, I didn't know you ever left. I don't even know who you are. So let me introduce myself. My name is Dante, and I'm very privileged and honored to be pastor at Church Unlimited Rodfield. So Church Unlimited Rodfield, what's up? I see you. I kind of see you. I really do. But it's an absolute privilege and honor to be here as well on this morning. I hope y'all came ready for church. I hope you came ready for church. Because I don't have a unique joke. I don't even have a story that I want to start with. But I have this, that I am going to through God inside me. Because I feel like I've been sent. We're going to light a fire. We are going to light a fire in this place. And I'm expecting God to move in a big, big way for you. So you'll remember where I was on this date. So I want to share this with you. I told you I wasn't given a joke. I wasn't given a story. But I was given this. I was given a shout. So we were going to begin this message the same way that we are going to end this message. Because it's a shout at the devil. It's a shout at the lies that we sometimes choose to believe about ourselves. It's a shout at the negative thinking that sometimes overwhelms us. A shout at the shameful things that we choose to believe about ourselves sometimes. You see, but I believe this should be a passionate interaction with God. You see, we are in his house. We are in his presence. We are about to take in his teaching. So we will start this way. And Church Limited, Rafi, I want to hear you too. I want to hear you say this as loud as you can. Because the four words that God gave me are this. You can't stop me. And because I love interaction, and this is going to be a journey that we walk on together, I'm going to ask that you give me you can't stop me as loud as you can. So I'm going to say you, and I want you to give it back to me. And I'm going to say can't, and you're going to give it back to me. And we're going to start off with the bang. And by the end of this, there's going to be a fire lit in so many hearts and minds that you're going to not know what to do with it. So Church Unlimited, Church Unlimited, Rodfield, love you. I need to hear you. So here we go, Church Unlimited. You, you can't, can't stop, stop me. me. Oh, I think we're ready, but I think we want to work a little bit more, you see, because I know God wants to do something in this place. Back section, I want to hear you too. I see you. You, you can't, can't stop, stop me. me. I think we are ready to go. Are y'all ready, Church Unlimited? 
I know it's the first service, but I'm ready to roll. Because here's the truth of the matter. This could literally be happening to me right now. You see, I started to read this book by Pastor Stephen Furtick. The book is called Unqualified. And I've just begun to read it. But he said something about the insecurity, the feelings that we have at times. And I wanted to share that quote with you. I could, frankly, I could share it um, in my own words, but I love the way he said it. So I'm going to share this quote with you right now. You may be able to relate. I know I can. Pastor Stephen Furtick writes this. I think we all secretly fight feelings of inadequacy, of insufficiency, and incompetence. We wonder whether we really measure up. We fear we are not enough, whatever that means in our particular situations. You see, I don't know about you, but I definitely relate to that, and I definitely have faced those feelings in my own life. I want to take you back approximately about 10 years in this same place, in this same worship center. See, because what came to mind is this back section back over here that I know we have quite a few people sitting in. You see, because approximately 10 years ago, I was sitting in that back section by myself. I recently found Bay Area Fellowship at the time, now Church Unlimited. But I remember fighting to get here on one particular day. I'd been attending for at least maybe a couple of weeks. But you see, that day, I remember it was a gloomy day. I think I stayed up a little bit late on that Saturday night, woke up that day, you feel a little bit hazy, a little bit groggy, and it's raining and it's overcast, and all of a sudden you have every reason in the world not to go to church. But I remember fighting that day to get there. And I remember what I put on. I remember this, the, I had this track jacket. It was black and gold. I thought it was really cool. It was pretty fly. <laughs> I really felt that way. But just like a 20-something would, a young man, I ran outside in the rain, no umbrella. But I was going to fight to get to church because a few weeks previous to that, I had made a promise to God. I wasn't happy with where I was at in my life. And I said, I'm going to show up every single week. I had gone many years without showing up every week to God's house. And I remember sitting back in that back section right over there. And it was raining, so, you know, I got wet on the way to the vehicle, and then I got into this parking lot, and then I got to this section. I was almost drenched, completely drenched, because I didn't have an umbrella. And I still remember sitting back there, and I remember being so saturated with all the moisture that a small puddle actually began to form below me. I remember the drip. I think I was wearing warm-up pants, and I remember forming this very small puddle. Don't want to over-dramatize it, but it's true. But I was back there. I fought to get here. And don't want to sugarcoat it. I've been very blessed. God has given me very many opportunities, education, blessings, family. But I had lost my way. So as I was sitting back there, if I was really honest with you, I was at an emotional deficiency. I was operating from a spiritual deficit. That's what happens when you don't go to God's house. You don't take in his word. You don't take his teaching. And do not even begin to get me started about the relational deficit that I was in. In fact, my relationship world had simply crumbled to the ground, if I was to be very honest with you. And I was sitting back there in that deficit. But let me tell you this. I was beginning to realize through coming to this place and hearing God's word that I was deeply loved and cared for. You see, because I was beginning to get a little fight in me to show up in God's house. And I was beginning to realize what point one says, that God meets you right where you 
are regardless of your circumstance. Regardless of what's going on in your life right now, regardless of what deficit you may feel that you may be experiencing right now, God meets you right where you are. And I want to share this verse with you. You see, this verse that I want to share with you, some would call it a classic verse in Jeremiah 29, 11. But you see, what I want you to focus on, because Jeremiah 29, 11, that's the verse that goes on the wall of your home. That's the flowery verse, and I believe in it. And I think it speaks God's truth, and I think it's powerful. But what I really want you to focus on is Jeremiah 29, 12, and 13. Because I feel you've got to get 12 and 13 so you can really understand and live 11, so you can capture that spirit. So I want to share with you that right now. So Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 says this. Some of you all may know it. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. You see, as I began to spend time with God, I was beginning to realize that regardless of my mistakes and my failures, as I sat back there, I was beginning to realize that God had a relentless, unconditional acceptance of me. A relentless, unconditional acceptance of me. But if I was honest with you, more of the problem was myself. See, I could understand God's love for me, but what was even tougher was to understand my love of myself. My acceptance of who I was, my failures, my weaknesses, my strengths. I needed the God in me for me to fully, fully accept myself. But I was getting there. I was getting there. You see, this is not a newsflash by any means, but you know that God already knows the real you. God knows your ups. God knows your downs. God knows your strengths. God knows your weaknesses. And he still loves everything about you. Loves you so much that he doesn't want you to live in the sin that sometimes besets us. The Bible says so. Check this out. In Jeremiah 1, the Lord gave me this message. This is Jeremiah writing. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. That's God saying, I know the real you, Jeremiah. I know the real you, all of you, and I've still set you apart as a prophet. And so I don't know who this is for, but God is saying, I know the real you, Nick. Jessica, I know the real you. Monica, I know the real you, and I've still set you apart for a great purpose here in this world. You see, it reminded me of talking about the real you. Those close to me know that I loved, I grew up loving hip-hop and R&B music. So as I began to get involved, see, I went from that back row in this worship center to begin to serve. And then I joined a life group, and I was able to meet my future wife in that life group here through this church. You see, as we began to date, I remember it was a Saturday night. I'm not sure what we were doing but we ended up in a Whataburger drive-thru, because that's where all the big spenders take the girls that they're courting. 
But somehow we ended up in this Whataburger drive-thru. And I remember telling her, you know what, hey, I want you to know this about me. I want you to know what moves me, what inspires me. See, I'm the kind of guy, don't ask me if I was dancing to the Jackson 5 this morning, I might say yes. But I'm a self-professed soul child, and I loved hip-hop and R&B, so I was like, hey, I want to share this with you, because if you can get down with this music, maybe we can get down, but not like that, we're just dating, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I wanted her to know what moved me, what I enjoyed, really what I felt that I loved. And so I remember playing, I think there's an R&B artist, I think it was Maxwell at the time. I just love his music and played some other songs. My point, as funny as it may sound, I just wanted to share part of the real me with my girlfriend at the time. I wanted her to know that about me. And just like God says, I already know the real you. I know what moves you. I know what inspires you. I know what you love. I know what you're drawn to. I know your gifts. I know all of that already. And I desire to bless that. He's a great designer. It says in Scripture, with everything that we are, he still says, you are the masterpiece. Whew. That was tough for me to embrace. I'm the masterpiece. Absolutely. I'm going to take God at his word. You see, point two, God desires to bless the real you because he designed you. He designed you. And he desires to use everything that you're made of. Everything that you're made of. So speaking of the real you, oh, well, let's see where we really are on our board because I'm excited for what's going on here. So we'll make our way over here. So we have 1,900, approximately, that have stepped up to sign up to serve. But I want to give Church Unlimited a big shout-out across all of our locations, because it looks like we took a quantum leap. And those who said, you know what, I'm going to get my background check done. So I think we took a quantum leap. And that's a big faith step, guys. Because when you begin to take small faith steps, you're making yourself available to God. It's almost like clay in the potter's hands, and he gets to work with you, and he gets to do things. So then I really get excited about these 130. So I want to give you a big encouragement. If you're at that background check or signed up, make your way to the bottom. Make your way to the bottom because that's when it gets really, really good. When God gets a hold of you, he starts to do things that you're like, I can only, I can't even explain this, that it has to be a God thing. Because there's no way I could have done this on my own. And when you begin to say that, then you're like, that's when it gets really good. You see, because I went to greeting, to life group, and God gave me leadership opportunities through Church Unlimited. And God was growing me and getting me closer to my God-given purpose. And it led me on my journey. It actually led me right here, literally, on this stage. And you see, and that's when it gets kind of really, like, crazy. Because you see, well, I need to show you the picture. Check this out. I don't know if you can tell. I think my, but that was me approximately six, seven years ago, literally standing in this very spot. But you see, what's crazy about that picture is that guys that rap in their Tahoe should not be here with all these talented musicians, instrumentalists, and vocalists. That's just a God thing. I wasn't formally trained, but God had led me from one thing to the next, and so I still, I know what you love, 
I desire to bless the real you, and I'm still going to use that. I know you were formerly trained in a Chevrolet Tahoe just rapping over bass that you couldn't hear, and you thought you sounded pretty good, but I'm going to get every ounce of talent out of you, and I'm going to use you. And people that love hip-hop and R&B are going to hear God's voice in that unique language. God moves. But I will tell you this, when you step up and make yourself available to God, you see, he kept me close to him through that. He challenged me through that. Believe it or not, memorizing a lot of lyrics is very challenging for me. He tasked me through that. He kept me around godly people through that. He kept me in here for six services every single Sunday through that. I got a lot of Jesus. Sometimes I think when you're far from God, God says, I need to get you in there a lot. I'm going to keep you real close because I know the plans that I have for you. And as I stood here and as I worked here, God's purpose began to be uncovered. You see, I had no idea from greeting to life groups to worship team that God would call me one day to lead a church. But step by step by step, and it all started with one promise that I made, which I've already told you, which was that I was going to show up to church every single week. I knew one thing, guys. I knew I wanted to grow my relationship with God. That is the only thing that I was sure of, and I was willing to take a step. You see, when I look at that picture and when I see what God has done in my life, I feel like the living embodiment, the living testimony of this verse in Psalms 37, 4 and 5. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. It's true. I've lived it. I continue to live it. It's the most amazing journey. It truly is. You see, and I want to give a, a word of encouragement to all those serving. As I, as I look across here, I see those of you are, who are serving. You see, but I feel the same way today that I felt approximately 10 years ago. You see, because regardless of what you are called to, I'm sharing some of my journey, but I'm not special. You see, you may be called to the field of education. Maybe it's business. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. But it's all ministry. None of it is not ministry. You see, because I stand here today, I still remember being out there on that door, just like Jason in that video. And I was like, you know what, God? I remember getting up to be a greeter. And I was like, I am going to make a difference today. I am going to make an impact. My smile, my handshake, I'm going, if I have that one moment, I'm going to help usher God's loving spirit into this place when they pass by me. And then the worship team's going to get a hold of them. And then Pastor Bill is going to get a hold of them through God's spirit working in him. And I know that I played a part in that. And so those of you who are wearing your Kids Unlimited t-shirts, those at Rodfield, your greeters, the Kids Unlimited, the ushers, you are making an impact, I promise. And I feel the same way today. Whether I was standing out there, I was determined to be felt. I was determined to be used by God. So whether I'm standing right here, or whether I'm standing over there, it didn't really matter. 
Because when you're walking in your God-given purpose, it doesn't matter about lights and crowds or anything. Guys, when I was leading a life group in my apartment, ask my family. My apartment was my Madison Square Garden. You see, when I was a greeter, I thought it was amazing. I could not believe that God would let me be a greeter in front of a church. To be honest, I almost felt ashamed. I felt like not good enough. I felt unqualified to even be a greeter out here. But I realized God meets you right where you are. And so I stepped up to serve. And then God began to usher me on this amazing journey because I knew God had put things in me. And that's why I'm so excited for those 130 and I hope it increases because you never know when God gets a hold of you what he's going to do and I want to also tell you this you see we talk about the triumphs and the blessings but I know God's process of change doesn't at times it involves confronting some challenges At times, it involves confronting some weaknesses. But it also involves God bringing out the best version of you. We sometimes feel like God, when I I submit to God's will, that it has a way of limiting. God knows exactly who you are. He wants to amplify, bring up the volume of who you are. He wants you to learn how to fly in his life. Because there's nothing like the joy and peace of God. And he wants to bring out the best possible version of you. It's not a squelching. It's not a limiting. It's not a boundaries. In fact, there is freedom in God's boundaries. There is absolute freedom. Because many of us are carrying monkeys on our back or carrying a sin or carrying those things. God says, I have too much for you. I want you to run this race free of all those. Because I have a plan for you. But it does mean at times confronting that. And I want to talk about that. Because if there's one thing that can change your life immediately, one thing that you can literally start today, and I believe this with all my heart, because I made one promise, and it set off a whole decade of something that I could not have imagined. Today, you can make a deposit. Well, what does that mean? That's investing your time, your energy, your resources, potentially your one goal in that area of your life that you want to change, that area of your life that you want to improve, that area of your life that you said, I'm done, whatever it may be. And if you're anything like me, when I hear something like that in God's house, God has a way of just bringing it to the top of my mind. It's almost like a Las Vegas sign. I was like, that is it. And I don't know what that is for you. At times, if I was personal with you, there's times where I wanted more quality time in my marriage. So we were very intentional about scheduling date nights. I don't know if it's a faith thing, growing spiritually. I don't know if it's a purity thing. I don't know if it's a forgiveness thing. I don't know if it's a letting go of something that I've held on way, way too long. I know I've been there too. What is it for you? I challenge you in this moment to ask God where you need to make a deposit. 
Because when you're absolutely intentional about something, there is focus. And when there is focus in your life, there is fire. And when there's focus, there's fire, and there's results that you've never seen before. I challenge you to write it down, but I challenge you to commit to it. You see, when I made one simple promise to show up to God's house every single week, I was serious. And to be honest, I had not done that in years. So it was very seemingly uncomfortable at first because I had spent many, many years away from God's house. But I know the power of beginning to make one simple deposit. Point three, begin to make a deposit today. And you have a a blank right there. Ask God to move in this place and to open up your heart and to open up your mind to what you will confront, what you, through God's help, will begin to face, what you will begin to improve. Take a moment with God literally right now. You see, it's biblical, guys. In Galatians 6, 7 through 9, and I encourage you to keep writing as I, as I share this verse. In Galatians 6, 7 through 9, it says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. This is key. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. You can clap for that, absolutely. You see, I wanted to share a unique story with you to encourage this commitment, to encourage a small step of faith. Because I do hope as you leave this place that you will not leave the same, that there will be a small fire inside your heart that burns deeply, though. Because I want to show you what begins when you do that background check, when you begin to serve, when you say, you know what, I'm going to take my wife out on those date nights. I always say I want my wife's eyes. I want that sort of intimacy where we're connected, where it's just us, where there's no phones, there's no TV, where we're out and we just look at each other eye to eye. That kind of intimacy is timeless. Maybe for you, it's downloading a version Bible app. And said, I'm going to stay connected to God's word. I want to know his promises that he has for me so I can bank on that, so I can embrace that. For some of us, maybe it's deleting an app, frankly. I don't know what it is for you, but I challenge you to make a small commitment today. You see, because I want to share a story with you about what a small commitment does. You see, I was very blessed. I actually have some family here. I have a second cousin, my mom's first cousin. He was a world champion boxer. In fact, he fought here in Corpus Christi years ago. I was so small. And he actually fought here at Memorial Coliseum. Some of y'all may remember that. But Evander, the real deal, Holyfield, you know, he went on to be a heavyweight champion, fought Mike Tyson famously. He was actually on the undercard of my cousin's championship bout. And I remember that. And so it brought to mind boxing. Some of y'all may watch the Manny Pacquiao fight this weekend. But you see, what happens when you begin to make a deposit When you begin to do that one thing, it's almost like you're a fighter. 
It's like you're a fighter and you're like, you know what, I just know one thing. I want to get closer to God. So I begin to take one punch and it feels a little bit uncomfortable because I'm not that strong yet. That was me standing back there, but I was willing to engage in the fight. And so I had one punch and I'm not going to lie, guys, life does, life hits back. Would you agree? Life will hit you back. And so you're going to be there and you're going to have to dodge. But you got God, you see, because I got God in my corner now as my trainer. And I got the word of God, which is strengthening me. So I may got one punch, but this jab is getting stronger. And then I got to learn how to guard myself because I am taking a few hits. And I am still growing. But you see, but I learned that I need certain boundaries because I'm still going to face temptation. And I'm still going to have to back up some. And I'm still going to learn how to guard myself. And God's going to protect me. And then I'm going to punch harder. And I'm going to strengthen myself because I'm reading God's word. And I'm going to a life group. And then I'm coming to God's house every single day. So this gets stronger. And then I learned a hook. And then I learned an uppercut. And then you have a life that you don't even realize that looks completely different. Because then the opponent changes. And God has a way of promoting you. But it all started with one punch. It all started with making one deposit. Church Unlimited, are you willing to throw the first punch? I'm serious about this, guys. Because then you will see, because behind this first opponent lies God's given purpose. I never knew that I was going to be a pastor. My mom told me 10 years ago, I think you're called to be a pastor. I was like, Mom, I'm not even in church. How are we going to do that? But I began to engage in the fight, and I threw the first punch, and then that went down. And then God leads you to a bigger challenge, almost like a fighter who starts local, and then goes regional, and then goes to the championship bout, and then they're under the big lights in Las Vegas, all because of God inside them. You see, because it's not you who strengthens you, it's the God inside you that says, son, daughter, I do have a great plan for you, and I'm not messing around. You see, because tied to your gifts and your talents, lives are going to be saved. I believe lives are going to be saved today because of the God inside all of us. So make that commitment. Make that first deposit. And I hope some of you all are here for the very first time, much like I was sitting in that back section because there's some of us you get the opportunity to make the ultimate deposit, to throw the ultimate uppercut in this place. And that's asking Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and to be your Savior. The God, you, maybe, maybe some of you say, I want to know that God of unconditional love. I want to know that God that designed the real me and that loves me just the way I am and that desires to use me. I want to know that God is my Lord and Savior. I want to experience the freedom. I'm tired of all the limitations that this sin, this challenge has for me. We're going to give each one of you all the opportunity to do that right now through the salvation prayer. You have that opportunity right now to ask Jesus into your heart. This is the most important part of this whole message. So Church Unlimited, I'm going to invite you to please bow your head and close your eyes. And I'm going to ask you to repeat after me as an act of encouragement to those who may be asking God into their heart for the very, very first time. Let's say this prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe you paid the price for my sin. And I believe you rose again. 
I now ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to be my Lord and to be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God a hand for lighting a fire in this place.